Welcome to the Create Harmony podcast with Sally Burlington. This is a podcast about setting an intentional rhythm, about savoring life's blessings, and learning how to use our imagination as a way of listening to God. If you want to learn more about how to bring stillness and gratitude into your life, you'll probably find a lot here that you love. And if you like to be creative and fun, there is a place for you here as well. In this place, we'll take a few minutes to celebrate everyday joys and remind ourselves how to notice goodness all around us. Welcome back to episode 21 of the Create Harmony podcast. So we're well on our way through our winter well-being series. And we started out by covering how to create your own at-home spa. And hopefully you're beginning to feel the effects of the self-care from that. And then we moved on to wellness tonics and you're boosting your immune system from that. And last week, we talked about how to use a more dormant season of winter to reimagine our lives and dream big. So if you missed any of those episodes, you might want to go back and check them out. For today, however, we're going to focus on our connections to others. So as we already know, connection to other people is an important part of how we thrive as individuals. And our connections over the last few years have been significantly interrupted or at the very least reshaped. And in many of the social media influences that I follow, I notice a lot of discussion around the topic of how to make more meaningful adult friendships, how to take those friendships into deeper, more meaningful territory. And recently, I learned a thing or two about meaningful connections from my husband. So several years ago, my husband got involved in a local workout group called F. Three. And the way that it works is that men meet together in the early morning at various locations around town to hold workouts together for a focus on three things. So the three things this is why they call it F3. Three things are fitness, faith and fellowship. And these workouts are free and they're led by volunteers from the group. It's really popular in our area. It's in, it's in other cities as well. So when husbands first start attending this group, this F3 group, things go sort of like this. They get up way early in the morning. They do super hard boot camp style workouts, and then they drag themselves home and shower. And at some point during the day, they're going to tell you many details about how the workout went. Like first we did burpees and then we carried a rock and then we worked with our partners and something like that. You get the idea. And many of the other wives with husbands involved in this group have joked about how much these men talk about the things that they do while they're working out. Now, I have never explained in detail to my husband the different moves that happen in Pilates. Just saying. So also when you join this workout group, you get a nickname that you go by when you show up for workouts. And when we're out and about in town, my husband will frequently see another man and say, hey, there's snappy or earplugs or science and math. And sometimes he doesn't even know their real name. He only knows them by their nickname. So what I'm telling you is there is a lot about this group that borders on ridiculous. But here's the thing. At the beginning and the end of the workouts, there is a time for sharing. And often men share things that they're working through, things that they're dealing with, and they look to each other for support. The community of F3 men frequently checks in on each other, and they all seem to feel a connection. 
Some of them have seen each other through stints in rehab, through terrible divorces. Others of them have been through the death of a parent or another love type of loved one. And this group was a place that they found comfort. When I look at it from the outside, it looks like more than a goofy workout group. The bonds seem real. They have figured something out. So in preparation for this episode, I did a lot of soul searching about what was the secret to these deeper connections. I am certainly not an expert, but what I observe about groups like F3 is that that level of connection takes openness. It takes some amount of risking yourself. You have to come at the experience willing to let people see who you really are. And what it looks like to me is that on the other side of that, it's going to take some follow through. You can't create connections with others if you hear them share some heartfelt, deep info and you just say, oh, that's nice. And you move on with your day. You have to follow up and pay attention. And all that requires a get over yourself type of attitude. In other words, you have to shift your attention away from competing to promote your own agenda towards true listening and collaboration with others. And it's going to take work. Now, because this is a podcast about making small changes and finding simple ways to access joy, I thought maybe we should discuss some baby steps that we could take in that direction. So the big goal is deeper connections, but I think it's okay to start small in order to get there. So taking inspiration from last week's episode, maybe we should start with determining what kind of relationship we are looking for. In other words, what do we want this to look like? There is no need to go to a lot of trouble building a relationship only to discover it's not the kind of friendship you wanted in the first place. So creating a vision for your friendships seems like, to me, a good first step. So this could be something you journal about or you could create a visual Start by thinking about the people you know right now. Are there any that lean in the direction that you want to go? Meaning, do any of your current relationships have the qualities you want in a deeper friendship, but they just need a little more cultivation? Perhaps the answer is focusing on quality rather than quantity in friends. I wonder if there are ways that we could think about connection that can be done over long distance. Could you send a note to a friend who lives in a different town? Maybe someone you haven't connected with in a while. Could you commit to catching up on the phone? There are ways that you could maintain a friendship, even if the person doesn't live right in your town. And I wonder if connecting with a friend from farther away would bring a new energy into your life. And lastly, I've noticed a trend toward conversation decks. These are decks of cards or books that have questions or prompts that get you moving in a more meaningful direction. To me, these are best to use in a group setting. I can't picture you sitting down one-on-one and using conversation decks to meet with someone at lunch. But in a group setting, it gets the group moving beyond just the surface level discussion and into a deeper conversation. I haven't used them yet, but I have purchased a deck and I'm looking forward to adding that into a group get together. So hopefully these will be some baby steps that you can use to strengthen your connections and take them into deeper territory. 
So as part of our winter well-being series, we're including a huga habit at the end of each episode. So as a reminder, huga is a focus on things that relate to coziness and comfort and joy, all things that we like to think about in the winter. So for today, I encourage you to take a moment to make a list. This is a simple huga journaling exercise, so it's better if you're in a situation that you can write it down, but you're, if you're driving or you're working in some way, you can just make the list in your head. So making a list, here's what you're going to make a list of. You're going to make a list of things that you liked to do with friends when you were a kid. Think about how you had fun with them. What was it that you valued about those childhood friendships? How did they operate and what was good about those connections? Dwell on how those people touched your life. What qualities did those friends have that you valued? Can you take any inspiration from that list into your adult life? Is there anything about those connections that applies to today? Or the opposite may be true. Is there anything that needs to be omitted places that you have grown that really don't apply for you anymore. You can continue to think about those childhood connections and childhood friendships throughout the rest of your day today, and hopefully that will inspire you to apply that to your adult relationships. Hopefully this Huga habit of journaling and connection it will improve your winter well-being, and we'll be back next week with another installment in our series. And until then, peace. Peace.